things as a woman and you make a decision, uh, people make a committee. Uh, and when you're a man, they just do it. <laughs> That's right. I like to lean into the glass ceiling um, just so I can get some good cleavage, you know? I like to lean in and be like, oh, can you see my titties now? Yeah. Cool. I recently, I recently fell on my face. Uh, I, I'm 30, uh, 30 days sober, which is good. Yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, it was, it was actually, it was really great. I fell on my face, and they took me to the hospital. And, I, and you know, thank God I have Medi-Cal, so I didn't have to pay for the, the ambulance ride. And I got to the hospital, and they sewed up my face. And the best thing is they gave me, like, a brow lift, and they took out a wrinkle. So I got a, me a Medi-Cal facelift. I got a free <laughs> facelift, right? So when I start drinking again, I have to make sure that I fall on the other eye <laughs> so I can get the other side. Or better yet, I'm just gonna fall on my tits and I'm gonna get a Medi-Cal boob job. That's what's gonna, because I subscribe to the patriarchy and it makes so much difference. It just helps me out so much. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. And with that, <laughs> don't open or close the front door. Do you guys wanna take these two seats up front? Come on, it's for the tapes. No, no, no. Oh, he's on the show. Yeah, it's uh, Ray, it's Ray Easter Jr. Yes, yay, yay. I'll put you on the list and get you stuff. Well, there's two seats here and there's two seats here. We want to make sure these seats are filled though before we start because it's for the tapes and it's like right, like we want to have heads there so it looks like people are here. Can any, does anybody want to take that? Yeah, they're getting in the splash zone. Splash zone. There you go. And with that, we're gonna let the last person in and then we're gonna have, yeah, here we go, take a seat. How does it look? Yeah, Mr. Sims. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go, everybody. Welcome to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Yay! Yay! That's what clapping sounds like. That's amazing keep doing that all night and we're gonna have a really fun time we're gonna have a really fun time anyway we've got comedians from all over the United States yay I'm I'm incredibly excited to bring up your first performer he is all the way from Austin Texas put your hands together for Mike Hudak what is up San Francisco thank you so much guys thank you so much Oh, yes, I am all the way from Boston, Massachusetts, everybody. <laughs> yes, home of the uh, country's third sexiest accent. I don't, I don't know if you guys heard recently. Yeah, there was a, there was a big giant uh, uh, vote that they took and uh, finished third place right behind every other accent. And then the grunts and, chimps of, uh, grunts and screams of a chimpanzee, yes. It's, it's a true story. True story, it happened. No, it sucks, man. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Do you know how fucking hard it is to have a Boston accent in 2020 America? You know how hard it is? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. Like, I got a buddy of mine. He's got this nine-year-old kid, and this kid is a tremendous painter. He's a great musician. And I'm just trying to compliment him, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, dude, your kid is super autistic. <laughs> I cannot believe how autistic your kid is, dude. Nightmare. <laughs> then we get called a racist. You get called a racist. How the fuck can you call somebody from Boston a racist? We have no idea how to use our hot eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Oh, man. You guys having fun tonight? You guys happy to be here? All right. I have a girlfriend at home, you guys. You believe that shit? <laughs> right. So it's really good to be here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have a girlfriend. I t <laughs> that's a lie. I just want somebody to like me. No, but no. I mean, I do live with my ex-girlfriend. I do. Have you, anybody ever been in that situation before? Live with an ex? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Isn't it so weird, right? You know what, like, our relationship-ending fight was? I just finished crushing a 12-pack, right? <laughs> True story. Just finished crushing it. And then I sit down at the table, and she just starts giving me shit right away. She's like, oh, my God, Mike, you drink so much. Like, you're an alcoholic. Totally fucking ruined our breakfast. Like what the fuck, man? Uh, I'm not. I, j I guess I'm just not good at relationships. I guess you know. I think that's what it is. I think. It I I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm kind of a fat piece of shit. <laughs> One guy in the back left. <laughs> yeah. No. It's true. I mean, you need proof, dude, in the back. My weight is at 3:30 right now. That's also my cholesterol level. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how embarrassing it is to go to your drug dealer on a Saturday night and be the only guy trying to score blood pressure meds? <laughs> a fucking nightmare. Everybody's having fun. You're hanging out at the bar, and then, like, you're over in the corner fucking freebasing Lipitor. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am in the back knows what I'm talking about. God. It's, it sucks. It sucks. But I did quit drinking recently because that was causing a lot of my problems. I mean, I picked it right back up, so it <laughs> <laughs> didn't take long. You know, what is it they say? You know, if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it's yours. If not, you're still a fucking alcoholic. <laughs> no, I am, dude. Like, I drink way too much, man. That was a problem. I had to fucking cut back my drinking. I really did. You know, I went 45 days, not a drop. And then I picked it right back up. But the thing was is that I was having problems with, like, my liver. Like, I was starting to get those upper abdominal pains, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God. My, at, at that point, my liver was so bloated it could be used for a flotation device on American Airlines. You know? <laughs> fucking Christ's sake. I mean, I'm not even kidding, man. At that point, my liver was so fucking scar Had more scars on it than fucking Seal's face. <laughs> my liver was so big and black, one of the Kardashians might try to fuck it. Made fucking Rihanna look like Lizzo. Oh, man. All right, guys. Thank you guys very much. That's my time. You guys have been awesome. Thank you, San Francisco. My name is Mike Hudak. Mike Hudak, everyone. Hooray. Yay. All right. I am super excited about your next comedian. She hails from Portland and runs a couple great rooms up there. She's been so generous with stage time uh, to me, and she's hilarious and wonderful. Clap your hands wildly for Amanda Lynn Deal. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here and supporting live comedy. Uh, I did come here from Portland, but before that, I lived in Chicago. And I have to admit, when I was in Chicago, I was a fucking liar. <laughs> I just lied to people because I told them I moved from Portland, Oregon. And you guys know where that is. But really, I moved from Vancouver, Washington. 
you guys probably don't know where the fuck that is. <laughs> and no one in Chicago knew either, because every time I would talk about it, they'd be like, oh, Vancouver, Canada. I'm like, no, 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 it's in Washington. They're like, oh, D.C. I'm like, no, 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 it's by Portland. They're like, oh, Maine. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Portlandia. I look like the show Portlandia. You fucking get it? <laughs> they got it. Uh, <laughs> when I was in Portland, I went to the Portland Bartending Academy when I was 21. Like a cunt. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I work in a dive bar in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, it's awful. It's the kind of place where men still say to my face, hey, you should smile. You look a lot prettier when you smile. I'm like, Jesus, you look worse when you smile. Can you not fucking look at me? That's disgusting. Don't make that face. I got glasses when I started there. Bad idea. I can see their faces better now. Huge <laughs> misstep. Some guy was like, hey, you got this hot librarian thing going on. I was like, well, throw these away. That's fucking sick. Don't need to see that. Um, I was thinking the other day, do you think that maybe uh, gross old men tell women they're pretty when they smile because they know when they do it, they just look fucking creepy? <laughs> they're like, come on, get out there, kid. You still got it. <laughs> you know, maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> just a thought. Uh, I was wearing a Killers t-shirt, like the band The Killers. You guys are aware. You guys are hip. Somebody told me you might know who that band is. Eh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I steep keep doing that joke. It's awful. I don't know why. I guess I'm Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Optimist. Okay. Pfft. Kill myself. Uh <laughs> just kidding, guys. I'm still here. I didn't kill myself. Uh, so I was wearing that t-shirt, The Killers, and it had a cowboy riding in the sunset. And a lot of people in Vancouver got excited. I think it's just because they're like, cowboys and guns, fuck yeah. I don't think they knew it was a band. So I was getting a lot of compliments. And some guy looks at me and he's like, yeah, I like what's in the shirt more than what's on it. And I said, what? And he goes, <coughs> I said, no, I heard what you said. <laughs> I wanted you to repeat yourself, so you know, fucking stupid you just sounded. And he cashed out and he left. That was pretty cool. That was fun <laughs> for me. <laughs> I like being mean to old men. It's great. Uh, it's one of my favorite hobbies. I used to bartend at a really bro-y sports bar in Chicago. That's a thing that I did. Now, some of you guys are looking at my skirt, and you're like, you don't give a fuck about sports. Why did you work there? You're wrong. Uh, I grew up in the L.A. area, big Lakers and Dodgers fan. Thank you. I also went to school in uh, Washington State <laughs> Community College. Hold your applause. <laughs> and I lived on a goat farm in Cottage Grove, Oregon. So if you guys had to guess my current favorite sports team, we'll just say it together. It's the Magic Mushrooms. You're right. <laughs> it's my favorite sports team. <laughs> Like when they're in season, holy shit, I can stare at the field for hours. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> oh, man, this is a good year. <laughs> I love mushrooms. You guys knew that already. Uh, but there are some advantages being a sassy, hairy, tattooed comedian that lives in a bus and works in a sports bar. <laughs> I was just mean to dudes constantly. It was amazing. They would come in, big sweaty group of boys in their matching outfits, adorable. And they'd be like, yeah, round the beers. We did it. We won the game. And I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Anyone who storms in a bar all sweaty like that isn't an athlete. They're just a fat alcoholic. So <laughs> he's like, mm, well, I wore my lucky underwear today, so. I was like, no, you don't shower. There's a difference. You're just fucking gross. And he'd be like, all right, well, I still went around the beers for me and my dudes. One guy looks at me and he goes, yeah, I'll take a beer. But not in the girly glass. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what kind of gender your glassware is around here, but one with big sweaty balls would be great. <laughs> like, you guys know you're all drinking $4 Bud Light out of dick bottles, right? You're aware of that? Okie doke. <laughs> 
So I poured the dick beer in a tulip glass, put an umbrella in there, and I was like, yeah, suck my dick, and I walked away. <laughs> and those guys loved it, just like you guys. High fives, chest bumps really brought the team together, except that one guy who was like, yeah, she's really funny. <laughs> I like her a lot. <laughs> that guy sucks. You know the biggest bro in the group of bros? Did you know this? It's a fact. They really just want to be the little spoon deep down, but they're too scared to ask because it might be kind of gay. You know that guy? That guy sucks. Have some tits on your back, bro. It feels dope, you know? <laughs> Be cuddled by a strong woman, you little bitch. You know, it's great. Okay. <laughs> That's been my time. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Amanda Lynn Deal, everyone. She's a big deal. <laughs> Keep that applause going for your next comedian. She's all the way from L.A. Put your hands together for Sasha Bog. <laughs> My God, guys, who's sober? <laughs> only the comedians are only the comedians are clapping. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad when you find yourself just on the floor at a Mexican restaurant, just wondering where your mom is. You know, <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. Guys, uh, a guy in bed once said that I look like a sexy Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> So that's what I'm working with <laughs> every day of my life. A lot of RBG people in here, huh? <laughs> Baby! A little bit of a fantasy for you, huh? Uh, another guy in bed uh, after sex said that I look like the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, for you guys that don't know who that is, it's a pedophile from the 1960s. <laughs> and uh, he would like roll his R's and be like, lollipops and they're all for free, you know. Just imagine a man looking into my eyes saying that and just like semen all over me. I know. <laughs> Ma'am, I know I was there. It was terrible. It was very terrible. Just trying to find love, guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, God, uh, I've been crying in my car a lot lately, uh, which is awkward because I drive for Lyft. <laughs> Can a woman have a moment? Um, every time I go on a date with a guy, they always want to hook up with me in my car afterwards. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to fuck you in my office. <laughs> All right, this is a place of business. Let's have some respect. Um, I feel really close to you guys right now, so I'm just going to say that I am an aunt. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And basically what that means is I created a podcast while my sister created a life. <laughs> thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Um, <laughs> both of which my parents are very proud of. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't get upset. You know, I could have done it. You know, I... Could marry the first guy that punched me in the face too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I chose art, okay. <laughs> I love I love when I tell that joke. People are like, haha, oh, <laughs> she's a bitch, okay. <laughs> she does nothing all day except watch Little Women L.A., Little Women New York. At least she likes midgets. I don't know. It's weird. She's four eleven, so I think she kind of like looks at it of like what she could have been, you know. Handicap space, you know, handicap space. Um, thank you so much. 
Um, and, and yes, I have been dating. Thank you for asking. A um, little too soon after my last breakup. And you know when you're on a date too soon, so you're still kind of raw and angry, and you're just sitting there across from the person like, <sighs> cool, you're from Wisconsin? Awesome. Never been there. Packers and cheese. Am I right? Ha-ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> I've never been parachuting. Sounds like cool. Yeah, it's same adventurous. <laughs> I have a sister. She's two years younger. What about you? <laughs> what are you afraid of? Spiders? Cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll take the check. You want to go Dutch? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm not dating. I'm dating a younger guy. Yes, mama. Because I like a tight dick. I think that's how it works, right? <laughs> the G-force, you know what I mean? I don't know if this is a younger guy thing, but he definitely only wants anal all the time. <laughs> and I have IBS, so that whole area is a splash zone. <laughs> like the Waterworld show at Universal Studios. <laughs> only the kids want to sit there like, Mommy, Mommy, we want to get splash, we want to get splash. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. But I'm not a monster, you know? I said. You know, give me a good reason why you want anal, and I'll let you put the tip in, and I'll cry, and we'll go to sleep. <laughs> and also, let me know why you want my specific anus, which is filled with skin tags. Oh, my God, you guys. I didn't do to be vulgar, okay? I did just paint a picture. I was like, just tell me the reason, we'll figure it out. And he just looks at me in the eyes. I'm going to choose you to do this, okay? He says, I just want all your holes to be mine. I said, Jesus, isn't that terrifying? <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to my dad. <laughs> oh, God, I have got to stop writing jokes about having sex with my dad because he is not interested. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> Keep it going for Sasha Boggs. Yes. I feel kindred with you. Uh, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> it's meaty. It's scary. It's not. I'm old. It's, that's what happens with age. You know. Come on. The people are old in here. Uh, your next comedian. I don't remember where you're from. That makes me terrible. I, okay, good. But I'm super excited that he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Cameron Ritt. <laughs> situated about two weeks ago I had uh, some old work friends over at my house um, one of them's a lesbian and the only reason I even mentioned that is that she asked for a cup of coffee I only had two mugs left the mug I gave her it had rainbows on it she could tell I was embarrassed and uh, when I gave her the cup, she said, uh, it's kind of on the nose, don't you think? You're giving me the pride mug, really? And I said, well, the only other mug I had had cats on it. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> right now, my wife is working in Israel. Um, she, uh, well, but it, uh, it's work but it's also a personal trip. 
I told that to somebody, and they were like, I, I wouldn't expect that you would be, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed that you would, uh, I said, what? You, you couldn't expect somebody like me to possibly be married to a Pakistani spy? I'm glad you guys went along with those first two jokes. Um, <laughs> honestly, other comics, they tell me sometimes that um, maybe an audience seems hesitant to go along with me at first. Maybe they, um, they, they might be hesitant to laugh at the first few jokes. Maybe they think I'm in the police force. Maybe I'm in the military, something like that. Um, but I can go ahead and tell you guys, because you've been very generous, I'm not uh, in the military. I'm starting to think my barber is. <laughs> I went to get my money back from him. I said, I didn't ask for this. I want a refund. He said that he would not refund my money. Because this haircut was somehow going to make me money. I had no idea what he was talking about. Then I started getting discounts everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm growing it out, but in the meantime, yeah, this is the saddest form of stolen valor. <laughs> Did I just hear an oorah? <laughs> can't remember if I mentioned her, but my wife, she shows up in a lot of my jokes. I should go ahead and just tell you her name. My wife's name is Andrea. I've always called her Andy. Ever since we were dating, and um, my parents, they kept hearing about this Andy, who I was always going to dinner with, movies, always going camping, every time it was with Andy. And uh, they were very interested in who this person was. I thought it was hilarious. I let it go on for as long as I could. But eventually, I had to bring her home. And my parents saw that Andy was Andrea. And I have to tell you, my dads were so pissed. <laughs> I'll leave you with one quick one. Um, I know I joked about, you know, maybe looking like I'm in the military, maybe on the police force, but I don't always get accused of that. Uh, one time I stopped my cat from killing a bird. I was called a leftist coward for that. <laughs> Pretty harsh. Terrible way to find out he can talk. <laughs> You've been far too nice to me. Thank you very much. <laughs> He loves cats. I love cats, too. I do. I love my cat so much. I'll do cat jokes later. We're moving right along. Hey, I'm really excited about your next comedian. Put your hands together for Elliot Marinus. Yay! So beards are in various lengths, people growing them. I see a few in the audience here. Beards, mustaches, 
people are doing them. I can't really grow a good beard. I've tried. It comes in like all spotty. Look like some kind of weird European guy. Possibly an Estonian rapper. <laughs> Just imagine how crazy Estonian rap sounds like <laughs> to people who don't speak Estonian. <laughs> like Sorry, I apologize if there are any Estonian rappers in the audience for that terrible imitation. Thank you. But anyways, a friend of mine told me that if I tried to grow like a thick beard, I might look like Christian Bale from The Machinist. <laughs> for people who haven't seen that movie, it's the one where he won some kind of award for nearly dying from starvation. <laughs> so that's my look. <laughs> movie star almost dead from starvation. Could be worse. So POTUS stands for President of the United States. Do people know that? Yes. I didn't know that for a really long time. I would read these news headlines on Twitter <laughs> and say stuff like, POTUS plans diplomatic visit to North Korea. I would be like, who really gives a shit that this guy with this hillbilly sounding name goes to North Korea. <laughs> How much diplomatic influence can he possibly have? <laughs> First of all, he's less famous than Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and then I found out he was married to somebody named Flotus. <laughs> like, why did he have to marry somebody who spells their name in all caps also? weird. <laughs> so my dad's old and he's run out of stuff to talk to me about. And uh, my conversations on the phone go something like this. So I'll call him up. Be like, hi, dad. He's like, hi. I'm like, how, how are you doing? You're like, I'm okay. Uh, I'm going to hang up now. Are we done? But then when we're in like the same room together, there's a little more pressure to actually have a conversation. But he really has nothing to talk to me about, so he'll just say random shit. So I was hanging out with him last week, and he was like, hey, you tried Arby's? <laughs> I was like, no, Dad, I haven't. And it's kind of weird you're excited about that, because when we were growing up, you never let us eat fast food. He's like, yeah, but they got the meats. And then my mom chimed in. She's like, yeah, just hear him out. He's become really susceptible to advertising in his old age. It's like, yeah, so, okay. Do you want to go to Arby's sometime? He's like, yeah, they got the meats. That was the end of the conversation. Nothing more to talk about. So I'm a dog owner. And because of that, I watch a lot of dog documentaries on Netflix. My favorite one is from the UK. It's called 41 Dogs in a Home. It's about this woman in the UK who lives with 41 dogs in her home. You say 41 dogs, that's a really specific number. 
That's the legal limit for the amount of dogs you can have in a home in the UK. <laughs> Believe me, she would have more. <laughs> Anyways, this woman has no job. Her sole source of income is her stud bulldog named George. So this little dog is supporting a woman, her husband, and 40 other dogs <laughs> with his seed. And you know, it's a British documentary, so you know it's really good narration. So there's a scene where this woman brings in her dog to be impregnated by George, and the narration goes something like this. Oh, look here now, it's lucky bitch Susan. <laughs> she looks prepared to have a romp with George the stud. And this is followed by a softcore dog sex scene where Susan gets impregnated. So check that out. <laughs> or maybe don't, because uh, I just told you the best scene. All right, thank you. That's been my time. You heard it here first from Elliot Marinus. Invest in dog porn. That's... <laughs> Gonna be where the big money is in the future, everybody. I'm super excited for your next comedian, Portland, yes? No, which one? San Diego, I can never remember. There's so many people, but it's so wonderful. Hey, she's all the way from San Diego. Get your hands clapping, everyone, for Maggie O'Neill. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming out. It's so great to be here, thanks for having me. Yeah, I flew up from San Diego today, so like naturally my uh, connecting flight was in Phoenix, Arizona. Thanks, American Airlines. Um, when I was like booking it to my connecting flight, that American Airlines gave me about 10 seconds to get to, I was like, you know what? I don't really love traveling. I uh, Really any form of locomotion really gives me a lot of anxiety, like... Uh, when I'm driving at night, uh, I just instinctually, like whenever somebody kind of starts sliding into my lane, I just go, ah, and I like freeze, <laughs> close my eyes. <laughs> it's really bad. It's like bad enough when you're by yourself, but if you have like a friend in the car too, you're like, ooh, God, let's not have Maggie drive us around. <laughs> She's sober and still a really bad driver. Um, and I know what you're thinking, like, Maggie, why don't you just take out the middleman? Like, why don't you just take an Uber? And I'm like, good point. Um, doesn't really help because, you know, your Uber rating actually goes down if you cry <laughs> in the backseat, <laughs> which, I've, which I've done. They don't like it. And I feel like maybe there's, like, a badge or something on, like, my, my user rating that's, like, cries a lot in the backseat. And I'm like, excuse me, sir, but... Where do you go to get your crying on? Because for me, like, crying, having a stranger drive me around, that's, like, my safe space. So, uh, <laughs> I, um, you know, I've kind of, like, we've touched on, you know, what gives me the most anxiety. And uh, so if I'm, like, that bad in a car, like, can you just imagine me, like, on a plane that's, like, really high up or no human should be and way faster and, like, plane rides... <sighs> Like, at least if you get in a car crash, it, like, just happens immediately, and then it's, like, over before you know it. But, like, uh, if a plane crashes, and I was thinking about this a lot today because I had a connecting flight. If a plane crashes, it's going down for a while. Like, it, and that's terrifying to me. Just all, I was, like, writing this joke on the plane. I'm just, like, oh, getting more and more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> 
my therapist is like, you know, Maggie, why don't you just try like reframing it? Like maybe, you know, think of it as like a roller coaster ride. Like anytime you hit like a, a rough patch of turbulence, like you can just think like, oh, wee, it's a ride. And I'm like, oh, wow. Thanks, doc. I'm cured. Thanks. <laughs> so sorry. Med school super expensive when you're handing out these gems. She's like, sarcasm. Maybe try this. Let's do some deep breathing. Maybe some like Lamaze. Just kind of go through it anytime you hit a rough patch. Like, <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, I do that, but the men sitting next to me get super uncomfortable because they've paid the extra $24 to get like business casual select rooming. And then they have this woman right next to them who's either having a panic attack or a baby, and they don't want to <laughs> deal with either of those things. But, uh, you know, we kind of touched on that. But I kind of want to be, like, a little – I'm going to Brené Brown this a little bit. Like, I want to be really vulnerable <laughs> with you. I've, I've never told another audience this, but uh, as a full-grown woman, I'm pretty insecure – I'm insecure about the fact that I have never received an unsolicited dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like something wrong with me versus like these skanks I'm hanging out with. <laughs> but like, I know I look like a preschool teacher because I am, but <laughs> really like, the heart of the matter is, is like, I'm never gonna be as hot as my mom. My mom is 70 years old, and, like, she can get it. Like, she <laughs> is sexier than me in all the ways. Like, Kathleen Glanville, she can get a dick pic. <laughs> and, like, I was just here to tell you tonight, like, I can get a dick. I can. <laughs> and I'm not asking you as, like, audience members, like, please send me your dick pics. Because <laughs> that's not what I want. I want you to send me dick pics unsolicited, <laughs> okay? So just add me on Facebook. I'm Maggie O'Neill. Thanks so much for your time. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Maggie O'Neill, you can catch her on Messenger. Send her those dick pics. Make them creative. Put some glasses on them. Maybe uh, a little makeup, give it a little mouth, a little bit of lipstick on the end. You know, yeah, a little dinner jacket. Make it sexy. Yeah, why not? Give it a little perspective. Uh, all right, your next comedian. Uh, we got to meet him last night, and it was so exciting, and I'm so excited. He's from L.A. Everyone's been from a different place. He's from L.A. Put your hands together right now for Travis Van Rijn. <laughs> How we doing, Mutiny Radio? Yeah, what the fuck is up? I'm just going to keep doing this the whole time. What is up, everybody? All right, jokes. Jokes, right? Jokes? Jokes? All right. I heard a no. Sorry, I'm out. <laughs> All right, joke number one. Time Magazine named Kanye West one of the most influential people of the year. I read the article, and I discovered that Kanye's name is actually derived from an old Irish phrase. Kanye West anymore of our fucking time. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye West anymore of our fucking time. 
Kenya. <laughs> All right, you guys like international news? Sure. All right, here it comes. Uh, British police have been arrest arresting protesters for throwing milkshakes at politicians. You know, so it appears that milkshakes bring all the boys from Scotland Yard. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> now you're charged with assault and battery, motherfucker. That one's fun. That one's fun. So, who here likes cats? Yeah. yeah. Who here likes dogs? Yeah. You know, that's a divisive you know, that that's a divisive question. I don't understand the division between cat people and dog people cuz personally, I think they taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> that one's dumb. Uh, so speaking of snacks, um after about a five-year hiatus, I started smoking weed again. Woo, yeah. So now all my panic attacks are completely recreational. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say, though, that this store-bought science weed that we have now is way too fucking strong. Am I right? I got 40 minutes into the Lego movie before I realized, oh, shit, this is in Spanish. When I went for the remote to change the language, that's when I realized that I was just on the Lego aisle at Target. <laughs> yeah. Way too fucking strong. Way too fucking strong. So every month has a theme, right? My friends came to me and they're like, Travis, we're going to do Sober October. You guys hear about this shit? They're like, we're going to do Sober October. Spend the entire month of October sober and try and challenge ourselves. I'm like, it's not a fucking challenge. I want to see you get through Methuary. That's a fucking challenge. Sorry, did I say that right? Methruary? <laughs> Meth Methruary. I always forget the R in that. Methruary. Yeah. Uh, in fourth grade, I drew a picture for my teacher. You know, thought I'd be nice. Uh, at the end of the day, I found said picture in the trash can next to her desk. She taught me a very early lesson about unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> I had a big dick in fourth grade. <laughs> Problem is, I grew into it. <laughs> I, know, I know. Sucks. It sucks. Uh, let's see. I live in LA, and uh, I just moved into a new place, guys. Just moved into a new fucking place. It's a little small, but gets great gas mileage. <laughs> yep. Call it my Studio Corolla. No. Saving up for a condo Civic. Saving up for a condo civic. <laughs> uh, that one's dumb, too. Uh, <laughs> that one's super dumb. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll go out on this one. Um, I think we can all agree, you know, the world is pretty divided right now, but I think we can all agree that Abraham Lincoln invented the sitcom, right? Yeah, considering he was the first to be shot in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> all right, you're right. You know, maybe it's four score and seven years too soon. <laughs> Peace out. My name is Travis Van Ryan. Travis Van Ryan, everyone. Travis Van Ryan. We are exactly halfway through our show. You guys are a great live studio audience. We want to keep that energy up because we're doing everyone's getting taped and it's super exciting. 
And your next comedian, I know she's brought, actually, it looks like you brought a ton of people. She's amazing. I'm excited about that. She's all the way from Portland. I've met her a couple times up there, and she's super funny and super amazing. Clap your hands wildly for Melina Best. Thank you. How y'all doing tonight? Good. I don't care. All right. <laughs> so I was recently on a show, and afterward, a guy came up to me. He was like, you were funny. So I was about to say thank you. And he was like, in a good way. <laughs> thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I was confused. Not anymore, <laughs> thanks to you. I worked at Starbucks for a minute. The first day I uh, ordered a drink and the barista said, hey, can I have your name? I was like, no, bitch, it's mine. Like, <laughs> 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 fuck, get your own. After working there a little while, my customer ordered a bacon gouda sandwich. So I said, sounds good. Uh. I said to myself about myself, you're fired. <laughs> 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 so I was freaking out, really. <laughs> 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 no job. <laughs> <laughs> Seconds later, I was like, you're hired again. <laughs> 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 Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to hit with the old people. How's that for a segue? <laughs> I recently got a job as a server at a senior living place. My friend whose grandma lives there uh, was out of town, so I was watching her grandma. I asked if she wanted to take her pills. She was like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> I mean, most days, I don't like neither, so <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so I resorted to small talk. I was like, what's your favorite color? I'm small, but small talk does not come easily, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> she was like, I have one, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm like, so how, how are the pills looking now? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I still don't like you. You're a popcorn girl. <laughs> to her, that meant prostitute, so. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> I thought I was unemployed, but <laughs> turns out I had a job. Uh, now, before you go thinking that by a prostitute she meant having sex for money, I'm having sex for popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how I feel about that business model, but <laughs> go.
got to get behind it. Like, it's my job. <laughs> I asked her granddaughter, my friend, if she's also considered by her grandma a popcorn girl. No, but I am apparently trying to con get her to be one. <laughs> Troublemaker over here. <laughs> Waiting for that kernel to pop. I recently told one of my favorite residents a few months ago when it was my birthday that it was my birthday. And he was like, I'll take the soup. <laughs> I might add that he's hard of hearing. <laughs> Once he figured out what I said, he was like, how old are, or he guessed pretty accurately at my age and said, guess mine. I said, 30 the humor thing. <laughs> He's not. Uh. <laughs> and so to that he said, I'll, I'll take the steak. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win them all, you guys. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. I recently went on a date and the guy said, so no offense, but are you autistic? He said no offense. So <laughs> <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I'm not offended. <laughs> Thank you. I've been Lena Vest. Keep it going for Melina Best, everyone. Yeah. Not offended. Good stuff. Hey. Moving right along, this, this, I'm gonna be professional. Uh, here we go, hey, this next comic, he is wonderful. He hails from Santa Rosa, and he come, we get the joy and privilege to have him in San Francisco every once in a while, and he's here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together for Franco Davini! Guys, keep it going for Pam, guys. Keep it going for the festival. Very cool. Yeah, my name's Franco Davini. I'm from the North Bay, as Pam mentioned. A little bit about myself. Um, I apparently, according to people who know me, have problems controlling my anger, um, which, you know, I want to validate. That's their opinion. I just, uh, I don't agree, you know? I, um, I think, like, I don't rage, you know? I don't get angrier than other people. I think I just kind of kind of get upset at the small stuff. I sweat the small things in life, but I don't think that's uncommon. Show of hands, who here ever gets angry for seemingly no reason. Show of hands in the audience. Here we go. Okay, cool. You know, got a few hands, you know what I'm saying? It's cool. All I'm saying is like, thank God some of you guys raised your hands. You know what I mean? Because like, if you didn't, I was going to fucking lose it. You know, just, just go ape shit, you know? Like, I, I mean, like, angry for seemingly no reason. Like, have you guys ever been enraged at an inanimate object for just obeying the laws of physics? You guys ever been that upset? Yeah? You ever put a water bottle on top of your own car sideways? It rolls off. You pick it up, throw it into a tree, and call it a cocksucker at the top of your lungs? Yeah? You ever do that in a preschool parking lot? You're better than me. Better than me, guys. It's cool. I <laughs> am. No, I don't see like here's the thing. Like I maybe I get angry sometimes, but it's it's sometimes it's uh it's altruistic. It's not always for selfish means. Like for example, I always get very upset uh when I see people get pulled over. 
You know? Does anybody else ever feel that? Anybody else ever get empathy for other human beings? No, just me? All right, that's fine. Cool. Cool. <laughs> no, I mean, like, because it's already so excessive. You know what I'm saying? Like, like police force can already be so excessive, and I, I, I hate to see it. I actually told a friend of mine that. I was like, hey, man, I, d I hate when people get pulled over. He's like, well, yeah, but think about it. What if they're getting pulled over for something that they actually did? And honestly, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I thought about it. I think I just like rooting for the little guy, you know what I mean? Like, like they could be flying down the highway in a Mazda going 105 with bodies cascading out the trunk, and I would still stick my head out the window and be like, leave them alone, you fucking pigs! Because <laughs> <laughs> it's too, it's excessive, you know? Police force is excessive. Even cop cars are excessive. Like, have you guys seen modern taxpayer dollar cop cars? You guys know what I'm talking about? Those big beefy Dodge Challengers with like 36 red and blue lights. Looks like you're being pulled over by a summer music festival. Do you guys know? <laughs> you know what I'm like? Like you know it's gonna be a long night when you look in the rearview mirror. You're like, oh, yeah. shit, it's Coachella. Oh, if I can't go back, I can't. You know, can't go back. It's too much. You know, I um I didn't realize cop cars uh, are retrofit with like big uh, bullhorn speakers too. Have you guys ever heard a cop car talk? Do you know that they can do that? Yeah. I had no idea that about like three weeks ago I saw a guy get pulled over on the 101. Um, he got hit with the red and blue lights. He was in the fast lane already speeding. He was completely bedazzled, didn't know what to do. So he just drifted over and stopped directly on the center divide. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know anything about California traffic laws, but that is highly illegal. And if any of us that were also driving within about a three-mile radius of him didn't know that, we all found out because immediately that cop got on that PA system. He's like, no, 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 no. What the fuck are you doing? You cannot stop there. That's the middle of the 101, you dipshit. You're going to kill both of us. That is highly dangerous. you got to get over to the right, and then you can stop. Get oh, Pull over to the right, and then you can stop from the lane you were in. That's literally the middle lane of the highway, you dipshit. Like, where the what? Like, oh, you fight this so fucking reckless. you got to get over, and then stop over, and that's the slow lane. I know it looks like they're stopping. They're just going incredibly goddamn slow. you got to get off the highway and then you get, and you're gonna park there really you're gonna park there it's like a row of hedges behind you like where am I supposed to park it's like the fucking secret garden behind you right now you know what okay dude you know what you're stressing me out just if you would just take the next exit you meet me in the Denny's parking lot <laughs> and I will buy you a Rudy Tooney fresh and fruity all right just <laughs> I get uh, I think I get ner uh, nervous uh, because I have priors um, as well yeah, yeah, you, you laugh. But see, here's the deal. Like, can I get some honesty from the room? Show of hands. Has anybody else here ever been um, uh, arrested for a DUI? Show of hands. Um, oh, cool. Can we get some applause for this gentleman right here? Very cool. Oh, very cool. That's good. It's good that you told a bunch of strangers you got a DUI. I never have because I'm not a fuck up, but like I appreciate like the commitment, you know what I'm saying? All right, guys, that's been my time. Thank you very much, Muni Radio. Keep it going for Pam, everyone. Franco Davini, everyone. Yes, yes. I have also I've also gotten a DUI. I was also married once and I got my first STD from my marriage. <laughs> I know, my first STD, sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married. <laughs> Did you know that? That you inherit their debt when you get married? Ha <laughs> 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 Mar ha! Marriages are so based on truth and honesty, aren't they? <laughs> and $15,000 of student loans. <laughs> Yay, I didn't know about that. 
Uh, I'm so excited. We have more comedians coming up. Hey, your next comedian, another super funny guy. Put your hands together for Dash Renaud. Hello. Uh, my girlfriend and I just got back from Bali, as you can see from my shirt, and we are both still leaking from the rear. Um, Ubud is, of course, known for putting spice in their food, but the bungalow we stayed at really put the E. coli in Eco Lodge. <laughs> I'm glad you're liking the diarrhea puns. That's a good sign for this set. Um, I packed terribly for this trip. I insisted upon only bringing a carry-on bag, which was a very bad decision, because Indonesia... 100 US dollars makes you literally a millionaire in Indonesian rupiah. I don't know if you realize this. So it's basically a pillage and plunder golden axe adventure when you're on vacation in Bali from the minute you touch ground. And to start a vacation like that with your bags already totally full to the brim, that's like starting an RPG with a full inventory. You're like, you can't run, you're over encumbered, you know, you got no room to pick up any of this shit you want. Like, Literally never in my life outside of a video game have I said to myself, what do I do with this ceramic bowl so I can make room for this porcelain bowl? <laughs> and pro tip, if you want any of these souvenir vendors in the developing world to leave you alone, try selling them something. <laughs> es especially try selling them the very shit that they're selling you. It's like, oh, what, this thing's worth 5% of the price that I bought it from you for? Okay, great. Instead, I'm just going to smash this ceramic bowl on the floor of this Balinese marketplace Zelda style. No coins in this one, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, of course, that strategy wasn't going to work for the whole trip. So I had to do exactly what you do in a video game when confronted with this situation. You increase your party size, and you turn one member of your party into the mule that just carries all of your shit. Here and enter my lovely girlfriend, who, of course, packed an extra checked bag that was, like, barely had anything in it. And even though we've got all this extra space, immediately I went into triage mode. And with all of the care and ceremoniousness that I would treat any of my NPC's belongings, I decided which of my girlfriend's items weren't making it back to the United States with us. And I first settled on the sex toys she brought. And now I know what you're thinking, folks. Get your mind out of the gutter. This is not why we were leaking from the rear. It's food poisoning. This is a family-friendly recording, just talking about sex toys. But they were superfluous, and you know, you can get those back in the US. No need to be lugging those around with us. Um, but then come the end of the trip, she leaves the day before I do, and when it's finally time for me to pack out, after having crammed all of my stuff into her bags, I find that I actually have room left over in my own, and I'm eyeing these sex toys in the trash thinking, waste not, want not, right? You know, it'd take like a million years for these sex toys to like decompose, you know? So I, I'm gonna do the right thing, and I'm gonna toss these into my backpack, and I was feeling really good about myself that I did so until I noticed that I was on a flight to China, flying as a single man with female sex toys in his bag, <laughs> going to a country that doesn't look too kindly on that kind of thing, during an epidemic, no less. Um, don't worry, folks, maybe I'm just joking. Maybe I didn't just fly through mainland China. Uh, you'll find out in 14 to 20 days, I guess. Um, but, uh, so I'm going through the airport, and I'm looking at this x-ray tech like a fucking drug mule, you know? And in my bag gets under the machine, and I see this guy start laughing. Now, I don't speak a word of Chinese, but I'm 100% sure what this guy said was, hey, look, this guy's a homo. And 
I'm panicking, you know, like between the mortification and the food poisoning, I'm about to poop myself. <laughs> and the lady who's corralling people through the metal detector comes down on this guy like a guardian angel. Nee! which I believe means, you know, you're a pervert, get back to your job, we have an epidemic to contain. And, and I was so relieved, and as I get onto this flight, I couldn't just help still thinking about, you know, arrest, getting arrested and being on planes. And I thought about how that movie, Catch Me If You Can, total bullshit, complete lie. I'm sorry, and people will quote that movie like it's gospel. It's like, oh yeah, he sat for the bar without going to law school and became a lawyer. It's in the movie, didn't you see it? No, they made up all kinds of stupid shit for that movie. Leonardo DiCaprio did not exit a plane through a toilet. At no point in the history of commercial aviation could you walk into a bathroom lavatory, just unscrew these four bolts right here, move this out of the way, and yep, now you're outside the plane. <laughs> no, no one, that's some Looney Tunes shit. No one has ever designed a plane like that. Also in the BS category is the Mile High Club. Everyone's here has heard of the Mile High Club, right? But it's bullshit. That is not a real thing. I guarantee you no one has ever joined the Mile High Club in a plane that they personally did not own. No one's, even on my, um, even on my graveyard flight coming out of Guangzhou during an epidemic, there was a line in front of the bathroom the entire time. No one's going to let you go into, like, to you in there. No, not, not at all happening. Even me trying to enter the lavatory all by myself, I had to sneak the sex toys in. Uh, all right, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. Josh Renault, everybody. Yay! Yay! All right, thanks for keeping the energy up. We have like some empty seats you can fill. We are we have we have four comics left, and you're all hanging in there and being a great audience and being super amazing. All right, keep those hands clapping for your next comedian. It's Ray Easter! Yay! Oh, how are we doing, Mutiny Radio? How are you guys doing? We good? Thank you. Awesome. I am honored, honored to be the one to break the racial barrier for tonight. This is... Uh, yeah, quick look in the room. I am it. Hi. This is it. <laughs> it's weird. I, I came all the way from uh, L.A. This, you know, uh, yeah, this is um, the whitest place I've been in, sa in San Francisco so far. Uh, so thank you guys. Thank you for making it out. Good for you guys. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, like I said, I do uh, live in Los Angeles right now. I live in a neighborhood of Los Angeles called uh, Koreatown. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Did not expect that to happen, but <coughs> I take it. Uh, it was interesting because I was uh, actually uh, hanging out at the airport. Uh, I, I had a flight. I wasn't just hanging out at the airport. <laughs> Obviously, but uh, I, I struck up this conversation uh, with an older uh, white lady, and uh, we were talking about the uh, neighborhoods of L.A., and I mentioned that I live in Koreatown. She goes, oh, Koreatown, wow, okay, wow, are you, uh, are you half Korean? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure where you would get that idea from. <laughs> Didn't know it was like a prerequisite, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> she goes, oh, no, you know, it's, uh, you know. It's Koreatown, you know, I just <laughs> assume the people that live there, you know, they might be Korean. So, funny you brought that up, ma'am. I actually uh, 
I couldn't find a place in nigger town that was uh, <laughs> quite in my price range. She was like, oh, you mean Compton? I'm like, all right. I got a, I got a flight to cash. It's exactly what I meant, but I don't like how you came up with that <laughs> so quickly. Compton is booming, you know? Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did feel some, uh, some buttholes tighten up a little bit after the N-word. All right, air's getting kind of thin up here. Uh, but it's fine. That's... Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I take the chance anytime I get in front of, you know, very diverse group of white people like, <laughs> like yourselves. It's, oh, it's great. For me, I just, it's like my pastime. <laughs> Making some of you guys feel uncomfortable. But, you know, I do it, and, you know, I've done it, uh, you know, it, thing like just the other week, I actually used it to win a game of Scrabble. Does that ever happen to anybody? Any? No, okay, I, I know. I know. <laughs> it was perfect, it was, it was right on the board. I had never had that opportunity happen to me. It was right on the board, it was an N-I, and then there were two spaces, <laughs> and an E-R. And it was my turn, so I had just drawn two Gs. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I know where these are going. <laughs> and my friend that I was playing against, you know, He's a white guy, so I've never seen anybody sweat so much <laughs> my entire life. He was freaking out, looking up. He was like, what, <laughs> man, you can't use that word? And I'm like, no, you can't use that <laughs> word. I think you need to read that rule book one more time. <laughs> you know? I play for high stakes, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not half. I'm not half of anything. I, uh, you know, full, full black, you know, full black dude, you know, get all the perks being a black dude in America, you know, like I get to say the N word whenever I want to, it's pretty cool, yeah, it's about it, but I, <laughs> I take that. No, I get confused uh, with, with being, uh, you know, half. Uh, I was actually uh, back home, I'm from Virginia originally, uh, hanging out. All right, <laughs> Koreatown in Virginia. This is a weird demographic. <laughs> no, I was, you know, I, some random uh, person comes up to me, and I, I never met him, but uh, he goes, hey, do you have a white parent? Yeah, that's a weird way to start off a conversation. Uh, I go, nope, uh, both my parents happen to be black. They're just, you know, light-skinned, so I just came out looking like this. Uh, sorry to disappoint, I guess. I don't know what we're going here. He goes, oh, no, no, that's cool, man. No, for a second there, man, I, I thought you were uh, one of those Milanos. <laughs> All right, like this side of the room caught it. All right, I'll back up. I'll back up. I believe the term he was looking for was mulatto, which is a you know, racial slur for somebody who's half black and half white. Uh, or he just thought I was a cookie. I don't <laughs> that actually makes more sense to me. Like I went to a majority white high school, and like a lot of my white friends would uh, would tease me and call me an Oreo. So I just grew up thinking like all white people just see black people as different brands <laughs> of cookies. It just makes sense. So uh, even when I see like I do it too. Like when I see like an older black dude, I'm like, oh, look, there's a, a famous Amos right there. Look at that. <laughs> all right, that's my time, guys. Thank you so much.
Easter, everyone. Ray Easter. Yes. Awesome. Uh, you guys, seriously, you're keeping up the energy, and that's amazing. We're making great tapes for all the comedians here, and I'm super excited. Your next comedian has a podcast called Talking to Quigley. Put your hands together for Kevin Quigley. How's it going, San Francisco? I'm so happy to be here. I am in from the great kingdom of Boston, Massachusetts, my favorite part of Boston, the public transportation. I know you guys have some of that going on here, too. Do we got any Pub Trans fans in the house? Yeah, all right. Well, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people have issues with public transportation. But folks, statistically speaking, still the number one place to cough and cut your toenails. So we got that going for us. But uh, we got problems. Like every other public institution, there are issues. Back home, there have been sightings of neo-Nazis talking white supremacists on the public transportation system in Boston. And I think the other day I met one. This guy sits down next to me. I said, hey, how are you doing? Kind of a breach of etiquette. That's on me. But the first two words out of this guy's mouth, the Jews! <laughs> I know. I didn't even need to hear the rest of that sentence because I have never heard anybody say, the Jews have opened a bakery just up the block from here, they have a croissant to die for. It is flaky, but it's not dry, it is savory, but it's not soggy. So I recommend to you Steinman's Bakery. That is, again, just up the street. It will knock your socks up. That's not what he said. No, that is not what he said, but he did flip the script on me. He ended up complimenting the Jews. I couldn't believe it. He said, the Jews control the weather. <laughs> I was like, really? Good for them. I guess they are God's chosen people. He was confused. I said, look, man, it seems like God was trying to delegate weather duty. Could have chosen anyone. Could have chosen you, but he knew you'd fuck it up. Chose the Jews. They've been doing a pretty good job so far. This guy really says, they are an inferior race. I said, they have dominion over the atmosphere. You are screaming on public transportation. I think the Jews win this round, <laughs> sir. Maybe if you talk less shit, Tornado Alley wouldn't go through the Bible Belt. That's just some food for thought. Like, I don't understand what people always say. That's an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. I don't buy it. Like, if the Jews control the weather, wouldn't you invite them to all of your outdoor events? Like, we're talking Fourth of July. We're talking the football tailgate. We're talking your Easter egg hunts. Those always had rain delays when I was a kid. Am I right? Every time there's a storm cloud approaching, you just, hey, Eli, want to handle this one? Shh. Well, I am. What about all the surfers out down there in Southern California? They're depressed because it's been three months and there's been no swell. All of a sudden on the horizon, tidal wave, guy with a yarmulke comes riding in. <laughs> Mazel tov. They spend the summer getting to know each other. They teach him how to smoke weed out of an apple. He teaches them how IRAs work. It's a symbiotic <laughs> relationship. They actually, uh, the plot of a comedy film they're working on, it's called Kvetch Some Waves. Um, <laughs> It will be in theaters never, because the Jews control the media, so <laughs> I don't buy that. Uh, obvi obviously, I'm a great person, you can tell, but I still, I get sad sometimes, I do. Uh, one of the things that, I, I gotta find these little things, right, to cheer me up, and one of those little things that lifts my spirits, have you ever heard a dumb person use a smart person's word? It is adorable, I'll give you a great example. I, I live in this uh, three-family apartment, I got a downstairs neighbor, he's real dunderhead, and I hear him and his friends getting ready to go out one night, and he's like, here's what we're gonna do, bro. We're each going to chew half a Zanny bar. We're going to pound some beers. We're going to go into the bathroom, do some coke off my mirror. I'm going to call us an Uber to the club. We're going to grind on some bitches. Everyone's getting some fucking pussy tonight. How's that sound for an itinerary? <laughs> I know. Thought he was a scumbag, but someone's been using TripAdvisor, huh? 
The other day, he was being so loud. I went down. I was like, hey, man, can you keep it down? He goes, oh, my bad, bro. I'll try to watch the decibel level. <laughs> this man's entire wardrobe is licensed Bruins merchandise, and he's, like, thrown around physics words like it's nothing. <laughs> Every now and then, he gets a little cocky, though. He gets a, gets a little gr grandiose, you know. I, I see him walking in with a new PA system, which is fine. I didn't need to sleep this year. I say, you got some new speakers? He says, you know me, I keep it real. I try not to be obsequious. He's like, you try not to be annoyingly attentive to detail? That didn't apply here at all, my friend. You flew too close to the sun, much like Icarus. He said, fuck that, we ain't playing no incubus. I know. It may come as a shock to you, but I am single, and the worst part of the single life here is uh, your friends. They just give you the worst advice. Like my one friend, he says, Kevin, you're a lanky bastard. You gotta stand up straight, you gotta puff your chest out, you gotta put your arms out. The ladies want you to look as big as possible. I'm like, that's not a dating tip, that's a mountain lion safety tip. <laughs> if I get her back to my apartment, do I have to hang my food from a high tree branch? I just don't see the correlation here. My other friend says, Kev, so simple, right? You gotta treat those ladies the way you wanna be treated. I said, that's illegal. <laughs> when I see a pretty girl, I know exactly how I wanna be treated. It's two violent crimes and a public indecency. Not exactly a candlelit dinner. I tried that, I'd be treated to the fullest extent of the law. Plus, you know who came up with that? Treat people the way they wanna be treated? Jesus Christ. Not taking advice from a guy who died a virgin. Kind of a loser, if you ask me. <laughs> All right, guys, I've been on John B's Was. Take it easy. Keeping it strong to the end of for the tapes. You guys are great. Your next comedian, he's a local San Francisco guy. Clap your hands together for Nathan Lowe. Unexpected. Hi, guys. Wow, look at you. Give it up for Pam and this wonderful show. You guys, you came out to see some comedy. You dress great. I dress like shit. I'm wearing sweats today, but I smell fantastic. If it makes up for it. You know why I smell fantastic? Can anyone venture a guess? I live with all women. Three girls. Do any guys here live with girls? Raise your hands. Any guys? Yes, yes, yes. No, you don't. You don't even know what you're capable of smelling like. <laughs> Dude, sheer products in the bathroom. Three girls. It's like 70 something products, all different smells. <laughs> it's like Willy Wonka opened a factory for smells. <laughs> I'm in there like Augustus Gloop. I'm just rubbing that shit all over my face. <laughs> they got smells for stuff I didn't even know you had smells for. You know what rose water is? I smell like rose water right now. My dick smells like an acai bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Because guys, we only get like, we only get to have one smell. We really undersold. We're just cedar wood. <laughs> That's all we get, cedar wood. They have all these things, man. Girls do crazy, crazy stuff to stay beautiful. Do any of you know what an acid peel is? Raise your hand if you've had an acid peel. Make some noise if you've had an acid peel. <laughs> Pay attention, guys. Those girls are metal as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what an acid peel is? exactly what it sounds like. Each word, individually terrifying. <laughs> acid! And peel as it relates to your skin. <laughs> These poor girls just in the bathroom. Just, just, do you love me yet? Is this the layer that you wanted? <laughs> like paired with a sugar scrub, just coarse sand-like material on your arms. Just pour some sugar on me. In the name of love. 
That's some seriously metal shit that Chloe's doing on like a Tuesday. <laughs> you guys have no idea. They're going to do that and then she's going to go home and watch a TV show about murder. <laughs> do you girls like uh, any of you guys here big into the murder shows? Yes? Big into them? Clap for rape and murder shows. <laughs> Clap for those. They're very fun. I didn't understand them. I didn't know why girls liked them so much. I asked one of my female roommates about it, and she kind of changed my mind about it. She said, Nathan, the reason why we like those shows is because women are not as strong as men. So we arm ourselves with information. You, get, you guys think that's true? <laughs> These bastions of security at my house, <laughs> Becky, Chloe, and Novia. You know, I know that's not true. I locked my keys in my apartment the other day. I walked over the door. I was like, I know we have a hide a key somewhere. And I looked down, and they, they decorated it. They decorated the hide a key. You know those little rocks with the false bottoms? I walked in, <laughs> just sitting there on the table, just a perfect ring of sand dollars around it. <laughs> I guess they just didn't have enough to make an arrow. <laughs> it's weird. These hippie girls, I don't know, I've been here in California. I moved from Georgia, came from the deep south. A lot of things are different here in La La Land. It's fantastic. I love it. The Zodiac's weird. We didn't do that in the South. When I moved here, I came from Atlanta. A girl came up to me at a party. She was like, I'm a cancer. <laughs> I was like, what is that, like a six, seven-month commitment? I could probably, <laughs> could probably swing that. It's right in my wheelhouse. I got that tight little funeral number in the back of my closet I've been trying to get to. Because I'm getting fat! It's happening! It's creeping around the sides! And I can do nothing about it. You guys have been great. My name's Nathan Lowe. Give it up for the room. Nathan Lowe, everybody. Nathan Lowe. All right, your next comedian, he's also from San Francisco. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Sam Carroll. Yeah. What's going on, Muni Radio? Woo! Festival 2020. I live with my parents. Yes. Yes. I live with mom and dad. I call the female mom. I call the male David. Because that always felt a little gay to me to call ma another man dad. <laughs> so ever since I was six, I just called him Dave. Or Big Dick Dave. <laughs> and we get along fantastically because we respect each other's boundaries. It's great. It's great having a dad with a big dick that would uh, traumatize some people. I saw it in the shower once at school a few times. Um, but not me. I was just glad that one day I was going to be packing heat. And, you know... I got all my mom's dick jeans. I got all of them. <laughs> it happened. How do I know I got my mom's dick jeans? Well, you got to knock on a few uncle doors, you know? <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. <laughs> You'll get that. Yeah. No, it's funny because out of all my uncles and my dad, the dick that I got looks most like my mom's brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. I just wa I wanted to make sure, you know? I didn't know. I didn't know. Hey guys, how you doing? I know I look a little bit like Kurt Cobain. He never did heroin. <laughs> and he only did Percocets. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. You know, I think I look more like Aaron Carter. If he never sang his hit song, I Want Candy. 
And instead, he just did Percocets. Uh, you know? Uh, I got one more. <laughs> no, I really look like Owen Wilson. I look like Owen Wilson's third brother, who never got it. You know where this is going. <laughs> Owen Wilson's third brother did Percocets. I do Percocets. What's going on? My name is Sam Carroll. This is Muni Radio. I believe I'm the last show, right? Oh, no, we got one more. Great. I don't do Percocets. I don't. I don't do Percocets. I don't do opiates. I got a friend who, uh, he's a little bit of a hipster about it, but he smokes his heroin, right? Because uh, injecting it is too mainstream, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. We are we a drug crowd? Are we a uh, fan of the hallucinogens? Come on, open your minds up. There you go. I'm a big fan of the hallucinogens. The last one I did uh, blew my mind away. It was the Iowa caucus. Oh, shit. That fucked me up. Oh, my God. I think I broke through, honestly. You got to have a shaman deliver that, you know? Like, next time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a shaman for that. You can't just do it in your basement with a lamp on the ground. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that don't know what the drug Iowa caucus is, it's made from the ground-up needles of the Iowa cactus. Yes, yeah. Yeah, man. No, we're having fun up here. This is good. <laughs> this is good. This is great. You know, they're, uh, they're going to legalize mushrooms pretty soon, I've heard. Yeah, this is going around. Um, which fucking sucks, right? Come on. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't want to legalize mushrooms. Because the same thing that happened... That's going to happen with mushrooms happened with Planned Parenthood, hear me out, and weed, which is when you legalize it, it gets more expensive. That's just the normal course of action. So I'm saying we shouldn't do that. We should not legalize mushrooms. Um, fuck it. Buy your weed and your abortions on the dark web like everybody else. <laughs> do it. Or in this, or, you know, before the dark web. Remember that? And the three of you would go down to Mexico. Two of you would come back with a pound of weed that you traded for some stem cells. Come on, <laughs> hear me out on that. <laughs> Tijuana, Mexico, it's a magical place, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fine, it was fine, you know? And you knew they were using pesticides, but you didn't care as long as they weren't putting it on the weed, you know? And there were organic pesticides, some gluten-free, non-GMO pesticides. All right, guys, that's all I got for you tonight. That joke is called abortion pesticides, and it's my cleanest joke yet. I didn't swear a single time. Sam Carroll, everyone. All right, your last comedian of the night. He is from Portland, and he's very, very funny, and you're going to love him so much. Put your hands together for Lee Cox. <laughs> just drove up from Portland, and boy, am I rethinking all of my life choices. That was a... <laughs> <laughs> I stopped for a pee break, and have you guys ever, like, slept on a weird pillow, and you get lines in your face? That was my penis when I went to the gas station. It was a bad... <laughs> I'll let you guys know a little bit about me. My job, I am a uh, psychiatric technician. That is my title. Sounds like I work with cars that have gone mad, but I actually <laughs> am actually working with children who are biting people more than they're supposed to. And uh, <laughs> it's a hard job. It's difficult. They yell at me. They throw things at me. They use freestyle raps to let me know I look like Prince Harry if he were a gay <laughs> robot. 
You know, it turns out there's no better clap back than being able to walk away while someone else is locked in a building. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those kids. You guys get it. <laughs> so I moved to Portland uh, about a year and a half ago, and I've been dating, so I have learned a lot about astrology. <laughs> Turns out Leos, they're very independent, right? And like, Libras are good diplomats, peacemakers, and Capricorns hate it when you say that astrology is racism for hippies. They don't <laughs> like it. Polyamory is very popular in Portland. Uh, I'm not poly personally, but like the 10 people I'm dating are. And uh <laughs> at this point in my life, I feel like polyamory is only popular in Portland because no one there is worth loving with your whole heart. <laughs> is that? <laughs> yeah, you guys have been there, I guess. Uh <laughs> I found out I'm a little bit of a rarity in uh, in Portland because I'm a I'm a single man who is dating, and I have a bed frame. <laughs> yep, yeah, I know, I know, it's great, it's <laughs> awesome. A lot of a lot of the women in Portland they they're complaining about the men not having bed frames. They say it's trashy, and uh, I understand, I get it, I agree, but on the other hand. I have yet to sleep with a woman in Portland whose bed was not coated in crumbs. <laughs> and I don't mean a little bit of crumbs. I'm talking a lot of goddamn crumbs. <laughs> and I'm not coming by for like surprise sex. They know I'm on my way. <laughs> so they're just at home like, ooh. I got a guy coming over. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> Bunt cake. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've, I've developed a policy, which is if I go over to a lady's house and I have to do more than two full arm sweeps <laughs> of the bed before I get into it, what I do is I give them the best sex that I am capable of. And let me tell you, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and then I look at them and I say, next time, at my place. And then I go home and I dismantle my bed frame <laughs> and I hide it from them because they don't deserve it. They haven't <laughs> earned it. That's a Patreon reward. The cost is clean linens. They're not holding up their end of the bargain. At this point, I think women just like bed frames to get them away from the ants. That's my theory. <laughs> and it feels very gendered to me. I don't think women are taking other women home to these shake-and-bake boudoirs. I think that's reserved <laughs> for me. Because number one, I think women just respect other women more than they respect me, which, whatever. But number two, like if two women are going to bed 
in these these crummy these crummy beds. Obviously, at some point they're gonna start scissoring, and then they're gonna glue a biscuit together, and nobody <laughs> wants that. I promise that if you picture this long enough, you will laugh very hard. My name is Lee Cox. Thank you all so much. Lee Cox, everyone! All the way from Portland. Uh, can you guys hang in for one more comic if it's me? Okay. Okay. Because I'm like, I, I want to tape. <laughs> and we have time for me, so... Um, yay, so, uh, hey, my name is Pam Benjamin. Give it up for me. Yay! Yay, I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him, and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and I want to make him wear it. Because <laughs> I'm crazy! Ah, I love cats! How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats! <laughs> I love cats. I don't really understand cat calling recently. Uh, it's complimenting sometimes. Yeah, I live in the Tenderloin, and a nice gentleman, as I was walking down the street, he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That is not a cat call. That is a compliment. I am taking it. Yay! Thanks, sir. Give you a smile. Uh. Another man, I was walking down the street and he said, Girl, you got a nice fit on today. Oh, I am fit. It's an outfit. It's a double entendre and cat complimenting. Yay! Meow, kind sir. I try not to wear skirts uh, in the tenderloin. Because I was walking around and a gentleman said, Hey, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? <laughs> ah! Ah, that's catcalling. Also, yeah, like, hey man, that's, that's, woo, that's on you. Like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum, man? That's kind of <laughs> gross. Like, you want to, dude, not, it's on you, man. That's on you. Actually, it's on me. It's on. I'm going through menopause, and it's interesting. It's making me very, very horny and crazy. Yay! <laughs> I've been taking all my rights as a feminist and objectifying men equally, you know, as <laughs> equality dictates. And there's a really hot mail carrier that's on 20th Street here in the Mission. And so I was walking by him one day, and uh, he was wearing a wife beater, and his little shirt was open. And he was, like, showing a little nip, you know what I mean? And I stopped him, and I said, I think the Postal Service should make a calendar and they should put you in it. And I winked. And he was like, oh. <laughs> I think I sexually harassed my mail carrier. <laughs> I, think I, I think I did that. It was fun. You can't can't call men because they're all dogs. <laughs> I finally understand cat calling because I have a kitten. Yay, I have a kitten. And I call her all the time. I go, baby kitty, baby kitty, come here. Baby, baby, baby kitty, come here, baby kitty. And then she like shows me her butthole and I'm like, ah. So I run over there and I pick her up without consent and I turn her into a baby and I kiss her on the mouth. <laughs> I understand catcalling, I get it. I understand it. It's quality. No, it's not. I, I say equality now, you seem like a group of people that are into equality, equality now. 
I have a really easy way to make things equal right now, and it's PG-13 movies. Right now in a PG-13 movie, you get to see 180% side boob when you cover up the nipple. And you get to see the butt, but not the whole. I'm fine with all of this, but what I say is I'd like to see some side scrope <laughs> for equality, you know? Like, because you're not seeing the balls and you're not seeing, you're just seeing the scrote. I think it's fair. Not everyone's on board. Uh, imagine with me a Martin Scorsese film starring Nicolas Cage. Let's call it Raging Balls. And he's, <laughs> it's sunset and he's coming out of the pool, right? An infinity pool. And uh, his long nutsack is deep <laughs> in the water. Uh, and his dick is above hard and above the stairs. And what we get to see, what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrope for equality. Equality now, are we on board? It's gonna be beautiful in the future. I think, I think a lot about balls because since 2002, uh, men have put balls on the menu. I didn't know. In the 90s, no one was sticking their balls in your mouth. I don't know how many people remember the days when you didn't have that happen. Uh, but it's on the menu now, and what I say is, let's deal with my issues. I'm hungry. Um, so if you can dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff, and then roll one ball in chocolate chips, and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs, because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, kind of want it to taste like summer camp. <laughs> S'more dick, please. Less balls, <laughs> s'more dick. <laughs> Thank you so much, I've been Pam Benjamin, yay! <laughs> uh, well, keep it going for yourselves. You've been an amazing audience. Yay! And um, it's, it's really great that you're here to support the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020, and it's really great that you supported all these artists so that they get to have great tapes so they can be in other shows all over the United States and get booked in their own town and all that stuff. So come again for yourselves and for Mutiny Radio, and good night, everyone. Yay!
76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Dr. Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Prominent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can
make some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? 
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio. Began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. 
We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is Tuchel Meadows with Mutiny Radio. Big up to number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Monday's Joke Workshop here at Mutiny Radio. I'm not usually on stage, but I have Mixed Master David in the back running the ones and twos so I can be up front for me's and you's. Very excited about today's Joke Workshop. Everyone's alive. The, the window is fixed. We've got great comics here tonight. First one's here, that's great. Please remember on Joke Workshop, take notes. I'm so glad Natasha Vinick in the front has a note paper and a pen out. Uh, take notes for your fellow comedians, pay attention to their sets. If you're gonna feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice fluffy brioche bun on top. Put that meat in the center, a little mayonnaise in there maybe, yummy. Uh, but be kind to one another. Thank you so much for your $2 donation to Mutiny Radio. If you can't afford that for any reason, that's great. If there's any reason, uh, you can always PayPal us later at mutinyradiofm at gmail.com. Or you can just take a picture with your phone of anything in this room, a person on stage, anything, and just post it to your Instagram, tagging us at Mutiny Radio SF. And that is worth $2 to me. Yes, it is. Uh, clap it up for yourselves, comics, for being here. <laughs> Yay, I'm so excited to be able to host from the stage tonight. It's, it's, it's joy, it's pleasure. And I'm so excited about your first comedian. He's so funny. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay. Oh, yay. Okay. Um, so I uh, recently, I, I went to the store uh, to buy shampoo. Um, and I use, uh, that's true. I did. I didn't make that up, you know, uh, and I use, uh, baby tear-free shampoo, uh, because life is hard enough. That's my kind of, I just feel like, you know, I'm, so I don't know why you wouldn't as, uh, I, I generally don't understand why all shampoo isn't tear-free. That's why is it, 
Is it just me? Am I alone? If they have the technology, why not just, why isn't there like the standard tier free and then if you want you can buy like extra tier shampoo or something like, am I crazy? Okay, maybe I'm crazy in that. People don't understand me, man. People, I had someone once say to, they once called me a sham pussy. Like that's so mean. That's so unnecessary. It's like, that's not, that's not fun. It's just because I don't like, who is the person? Who's the shampoo scientist who's like, uh, we have the technology to make sh tear-free shampoo. Should we do it for all shampoo? Nah. Fuck them. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Let them cry. Ah, okay. I don't know. But anyways, I, I got a shampoo. Um, and uh, you, you, do you guys know how at Trader Joe's, um, so they'll, they'll always say like a nice thing about something you bought? Uh, do you guys know? Am I alone in that? They're, they're always like compliment an item. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Trader Joe's. Yeah. Someone's got money. <laughs> dumb. Okay. But at Trader Joe's, they, they always say something nice about uh, something you've purchased. Um, and I uh, shop at Safeway. So they just spit in your face and then say, this is Safeway, you'll be back. And it's like, oh. I actually had, I, as I was walking home from the store, I actually had uh, someone tried to rob me. Uh, which has never happened before, but they also, it was kind of, it, it was strange because they didn't have like a knife or a gun or anything. They just came up to me and was like, Hey, give me your wallet. Uh, which is rude, you know, because what am I supposed to tell people like, Oh man, I was robbed with a stern voice. Like it was very hurtful and I don't, but I decided to stand up for myself. You know, all I had was my shampoo. So I sprayed it in his face like, you know, I was tear free, beat the shit out of me. I was like, ah, fuck it. Okay. I wrote all of that just to get to that dumb punchline. <laughs> Yeah, it's so silly. Um, I think uh, I think old entertainers uh, used to be more talented uh, because they had to be. You know, if you don't have special effects and stuff. Like, for, do you guys know Fred Astaire, the tap dancer? He was the biggest star in Hollywood of his time. He was a tap dancer. And do you know how good you have to be at tap dancing to make people forget the Great Depression? Like that is so you have to be to someone who's like, oh, I'm so hungry. And then you just be like, -da -da -ka -da -ka -da -ka -da, you know, and they're like, oh, wow, that's great. Everything's going to be OK. That's just that's a lot of talent. I think say what about Beyonce? I don't think she's forget the depression talented. But it's, it's a, yeah, OK, maybe that's just me. Uh, do you, are you guys familiar with the TV show The Bachelor? You said no. Lying piece of shit. Oh, what the fuck is up? Yeah. Um, I think The Bachelor sets uh, unrealistic expectations uh, for bachelors. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, no, it's, it's true because every every guy on The Bachelor is always like this like Prince Charming kind of person. So I think there should be a counter program 